Hi there, and welcome to Damon the Journey. Today is episode four, Changing Lanes. And I'm so excited about today's episode because for the first time, I have a special guest who is going to be sharing a portion of her journey with us. So please join me as I welcome Brooke Berry to today's podcast. Hi, Brooke. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. I'm so excited. This is going to be so good. So just a little bit about your journey before we get started. And it was it 2016? No, I think it was 2015. Okay, 2015. I couldn't, couldn't remember. Okay, so in 2015, when you rerouted your journey, which ultimately led you three hours from the place you had always called home, um, I refer that to the changing lanes because um, when we experience something on our journey that wasn't planned or that was a big event, I feel like we've changed lanes and we've taken on a new part of our journey. So I want to talk to you about that. And let me just say for those of you who may not know, Brooke is my daughter. So when Brooke changed lanes in her journey, it was bittersweet for this mama. Um, But because I know that not everything she experienced on her journey went as planned, however some things did, but I was so excited when she accepted my invitation to be my guest so we could discuss her move, so we could discuss the good, the bad, and even things that mama don't know. So, um, and let me just say, that we have not rehearsed this at all. I did ask her if there were any questions that were off limits, but other than that, she will be just as surprised with my questions as I am with her answers. So let's get started. Are you ready to get started? I'm ready. Okay, so I didn't mention um, that you moved from the Memphis, DeSoto County, Shelby County area to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, What made you pick Nashville? Well, I had friends here. One friend in particular was the, re- I mean, Johnny. He was the reason I moved here, really. He was just always, probably for six months before I ever even decided, he would call me all the time. And he'd be like, you've got to move here. you got to move here. So I was like, well, okay. I mean, when I decided, it was because he constantly wouldn't stop annoying me, honestly. And you never thought about moving anywhere else. It was always Nashville. Um, well, I never realistically thought about moving anywhere else. No. Okay. So, let me ask you, how did you know you were making the right decision? Or did you? Well, I didn't, really. But I knew that if I wanted to change, I'm the one who had to do it. And I'd, I've said for a long time I would move out of Memphis. But I never, you know, basically I was about to be 30. And I've, al- I've always said I would, like, live on the beach, yada, yada. But, like, obviously, a couple of my friends had moved to Destin. You know, everybody was, like, take- had take to- taken a leap and done something, whether it be start a business, whatever. And so I was like, okay, well, this is going to be the year I don't talk about it. I do it. So what made you just do it? Even when you had negative reactions or when you have positive reactions. I mean, like, so what gave you the, uh, to just do it? Well, my life was pretty bad in Memphis. And 
I was tired of it. And it was the same thing over and over. I've been, I still do the same thing as I did in Memphis, but it was the same thing day in and day out. I was always struggling. I wasn't happy. I had just gotten out of a very toxic, psychotic relationship. So that helped. And well, money, like I wasn't making any money. I didn't have really like any goals set there. There wasn't anything I even wanted to do in Memphis, you know, like, so, I mean, I've been doing it forever. And then Johnny was like, you'll make so much money here. We make so much money here. So I was like, well, I don't want to be broke anymore. So I guess I'll do it. So is money your motivator? Um, yes. (laughs) I mean, oh, not, that, I mean, not completely, know, but that. not completely. I mean, I did, like I said, I got, into, I got out of a toxic relationship. So being in Memphis really, I mean, like I wasn't, I wasn't happy there at all, but it didn't hurt that I, I heard they were making so much money here, yada, yada, yada. But I also knew I was going to have to put in the time to get there because Jay, Johnny had already been here for five years. So you realized that you just weren't going to move there and instantly make money. Did you know that you, it was going to be as hard or did, do you think it was hard? And if you do, did you think that it was going to be as hard as it was? It was really hard. And no, I did not think it was going to be this hard. I thought, I thought I, it would be like, you know, you come from somewhere like Memphis where it is a big place, but it's a small place, especially if you work in the industry I work in. And so I knew everybody and I guess I just assumed that when I came to Nashville, my little handful of friends would be enough to get me in somewhere, but we're all just a needle in a haystack here because there's so many people here. And then when you get here, it's like, there's a certain look. If you want to be on Broadway, you've got to look a certain way, act a certain way, dress a certain way or know somebody and I didn't look at dress or know anyone so when I got here I realized well it was gonna be a little bit harder than I thought was that intimidating to you because you got there and you were surprised it was really intimidating it was really hard to you know they say if you want a job on Broadway go walk in and get it but that's so intimidating when you know that you're not really what they're looking for like off you know just on the out you know just from like looking at you like you know they're not gonna nobody was I knew that I wasn't what they were looking for unless they saw me work and you know so yeah it was really intimidating I never walked in and got a job until recently so so in my last podcast I talked about roadblocks um things that pop up and come up and that and you have to move around them and stay positive what were some of the roadblocks that you encountered um during or after the move well it was really lonely when I first moved because I don't think anybody thought I was going to and then even my friends some of my friends back home it's like they just they didn't have negative things to say but they didn't have anything positive been someone who's always kept my word or when things got hard I would so I get I'm sure that's kind of the opinion they had so people just so that was really lonely it was lonely when I got here because I didn't know anyone I didn't have any friends my friends from back home were like you mean that's just how it is when you move I mean so I was really and I learned a lot about myself I I've never had to depend on people the way I did when I first moved here so that was a roadblock for me because when I first moved here 
I was living about an hour away and then I moved in with J.O. and them about 20 minutes from downtown but even still I wasn't paying them rent because I didn't have a job so like that's that's a roadblock and that's a struggle I've never had to like be at someone's mercy like that before and then well my first job I hated but I just kept it anyways because it was only it was my job then the second job I had I lost it unexpectedly for I don't really know why I got fired so that was a freaking roadblock and then um well, I mean, then I got a job at a place I liked, but then I had, like, the worst shifts. I was so broke. I mean. So, what gave you, I mean, so what What motivated you, besides money, what motivated you to keep on going? Determination, because I really, number one, I saw all my friends thriving. So, I knew that if I stuck with it, and I kept working hard, because I know I'm good at my job, and I am a hard worker. I knew if I stuck with it, somebody would see my potential. And... I have a really good group of friends here that constantly encourage me, and I mean, so that I mean, I've really so you have a good support system in that, right? And then um, also, I just didn't. I don't think that I really could have brought myself to come back to Memphis had I not. I mean, so failing wasn't an option. I wasn't going to come back to Memphis. It didn't matter how broke I was or how miserable I was. I didn't. I might not stay here, and that still to this day is true. But I'll never come back to Memphis. So it was just determination. So, do you, uh, right? I, I get that, and I, I saw that in you as your mom. Um, so, do you think when you've kind of touched on this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. So, do you think that the initial move helped you to get to know yourself better? Yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, can you give me an example? You're breaking. <laughs> I mean, can can uh, uh, can you can you give me of an example? Getting to know myself better. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess like I've never. One way I've got to know myself better was that I didn't realize how strong I am. I've never had to be this strong before. I've gone through. I mean, and I've also. I mean, there was a time where I was so broke, I was selling stuff. And that's not really, I've never had to do that before. So I just realized I'm stronger than I thought I was. And I mean, really that like, I'll get through anything. Just got to perseverance. What is the word? Perseverance? Yeah. Perseverance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's awesome. Um, And I I could see that in you too. And I, I saw that you, you know, um, and, and, you know, there is something to say, it, and it's not like, it, it's not like you depended on your mom or your dad, but it's always comforting right. to know they're close. So I think, so when you moved, did, did that bother you because you knew we weren't just a phone call away? It me because I was so broke and like, and it does sound stupid, but it's like when I lived at home, if I was bro- that broke, I could come to your house. Or, and I just didn't have that luxury anymore. So if I was broke, I was either going hungry or I was going to figure it out. Right. Great. So did you ever feel guilty for moving 
and I'm not for me because I'm your mom. But did you feel guilty for moving away from your family, from your, you know, your grandparents, or and you know, you've got, I mean, all of your family's here. Did you? Ever no, feel but guilty? I think the reason that I didn't feel guilty is because my circumstances are different than everyone else's, and I think I didn't feel guilty because when I made up my mind, I already had it in my head like Memphis is toxic for me and it is it was a toxic place for me so therefore even though I don't I wouldn't even say I felt guilty but I've questioned whether or not I should move especially away from my grandfather but then I realized truthfully then I realized that my grandmother would want me to move because and I think that gave me a lot of strength because I knew that all along if she was still here she would have been like so excited for me and she would have like she probably would have come and visited like just so happy and I just thought to myself I know that and even if my grandfather would pat would have passed before I saw him or whatever I know that they didn't like the life I was living all the people that I was worried about leaving they didn't like the way I was living so and I knew this was the only way I was going to look better I think grandma would be proud of you too. I do. Um, so, um, you've, t- you've touched about get- being lonely when you moved. So, and I, I get that. So how did you handle the loneliness when you first moved? Well, fortunately I had my dog with me. And I, I think we'll that's definitely probably get that. why I love him so much more. <laughs> I mean, I've always loved him, but you know he's not I don't know we just got so close it was literally McFadden is my best friend and you know of course you know coming from I mean I, I get that whether other people and um, don't you know don't get it or not but I definitely get it so um and we've kind of already touched on this but so basically what I'm hearing you say is that you packed up your shit and you moved with absolutely no plan like a definite yeah plan. and i only had or like five hundred dollars to my name and no job i had somewhere to live but that was it and i thought that so i had five hundred dollars to my name i moved here on super bowl sunday i thought that i would have no problem finding a job like you know and a couple weeks went by and i dwindled through five hundred dollars maybe in a month and still didn't have a job and didn't have any money. I mean, so yeah, I definitely moved here without a plan and I'm, I don't really even know how I made it through. I'm pretty sure that J- uh, J.O. filled up my gas tank and fed me for a week until I got paid. I mean, so what, but what would you say to people who moved and they didn't have these friends? Um, you'll figure it out. So if it's really what you want, you'll do. If it's really what you want to do, you'll yeah, figure it out. I think so. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, you, I, you and I have talked about it. I mean, you know, yes, you're my daughter, but you know, I mean, I admire you. I, I mean, yes, I had two children. Uh, moving hasn't, you know, wasn't always the best case scenario for me. But even so. I don't know that I would have ever had the balls to just pack up and move with no plan. Um, you certainly don't get that from me <laughs> because I, I mean, I feel like I have to have a plan and I can't go with that. And that's probably stopped me from a lot of things because I just have to be like, 
everything has to be A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and they have to follow all in this. And so just moving without a plan has just never been an option. So, I mean, I think that that's amazing. I still don't understand it, but I'm proud that you did it. And I, I don't know that I would have survived. I, I think that I probably would have come back home. Well, I don't think so, because so, I think once you got here, you wouldn't have wanted to... I would. I don't think you. I think you would be the same way as me. Like I'm not facing those people coming back home. Do you think that that right there is what kept you there the most? It kept me there the most. Is that what you said? Yes. Like, is that is that what kept going through your head that? Well, you know. No. I mean, what, at first, yeah, that's what kept me here. Like when I really ran out of money the first time and yada yada. But after that, I really did start to like this place. Like, once I finally got a place of my own, and then shortly after, Matt and I got serious, then I wasn't really by myself, and I really liked this place. But honestly, like, one of the things that I started to really like about this place is when my when I first had my first apartment, it was right by Ascend Amphitheater. And when Ascend first opened up, you could go watch shows across the street for free, like on this hill. And, like, we would have shows there, like, three times a week. So, me and McFadden would literally just walk down the street and go watch shows for free. Like, concerts. And then I was like, dude, I really like this place. And the more I saw, like, there's just, there was always, during the summertime, there were always things to do. And that's kind of when I started getting out on my own was around summertime. So, then it was like me and McFadden could just go because I live downtown so we could just walk and go do things and that's when I really started to really love Nashville and so it sounds like maybe that's really when you started to love yourself if I'm hearing this right that I mean because like the I mean the brook I know in Memphis wouldn't have just gone downtown or gone to the Levitt Shell by herself. And I'm hearing you say you actually just set out and did things by yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, with my dog, but, you know, yeah. But people would come up to me. It so was that, kind of taking my dog would make people come up to me because he's such a handsome dog. And people would be like, oh, he's so pretty. And so then I would, it would almost like, like one time I met these, this couple, they were old, like literally like, like, well, my I mean, age? They were like in their sixties <laughs> and they were at a fish show and they basically lived right by me. And long story short, we ended up going to all the shows the rest of the summer that summer. And I would meet them there and they would bring their dogs and I would bring my dog. I guess I just finally started feeling comfortable and like making friends with anyone you know I stopped caring I think I I'm sorry I I think that that's um probably one of the things that has surprised me most um not that you didn't tell me at that time but I I think um wow you really just said okay so come on McFadden let's just go um it's hard for me not to just beam like and act a fool because this is a podcast this isn't you know because I want to just like hug you because it's like that's very impressive to me because that's something that I have a really hard time doing I don't have a problem going places by myself because you know me I would prefer to go by myself shopping or whatever because I want to go when I want to go and I want to leave when I want to leave but just to go out um, and hear a concert or go to a movie and it's not that I'm embarrassed or anything I just find it hard to do so I, I, I'm so impressed that 
you were able to feel comfortable enough to do that. I think for me personally, once I spent so much time alone after living here, I think I just really stopped. I think, you know, I stopped drinking before I ever moved here. But I don't think that I felt comfortable. Like, I would tell people in Memphis I wasn't drinking because I was saving money. But here, I just kind of grew into myself more because, I, I mean, I was by myself and, you know, and I guess, like, there were times where people didn't... You know, if, if someone I thought was my friend, they say I didn't want to do what they wanted to do and they would get upset. I, I eventually just got to a point in my head where I was like, if they don't want to be around me sober, then I don't give a shit. You know, fuck them. Like, I don't want to drink. Like, period. And I don't know. I think I just grew into myself more. Like, I, I've always said I don't care what people think, but now I, I genuinely do not give a fuck. So, do you think that... Um the fact that you didn't drink do you think that people like didn't want to do things with you anymore I think no I don't think that's it I think it was really so the core of my friends here started out as Memphis friends you know so I think it was right and then so when I moved here and I moved here at first I didn't go out and when I was living with Johnny and them I didn't go out and it was because I was saving money to get a place of my own I think it was really weird. So they didn't see me in so, for so long. And before that, they saw me, they knew me as like Blackout Brooke, you know, like the crazy Blackout days. So I think it was really weird for them not to see me drink. And so it was just like, they, they weren't used to it. I don't think they didn't want to do anything, but it was more like they would pressure me and then I would get irritated and leave, you know. But then they eventually accepted the fact that you really weren't drinking. For the most part. Well, um, I can attest to Blackout Brook. Um, you know, we're close, so I can attest to I've seen Blackout Brook. And um, I'm very proud of you that you're no longer Blackout Brook. So let me just say that. Um, and, 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 you know, for anybody listening and thinks that, you know, we are close. Um, Brooke's a twin. Let me throw that out there because, honestly, I know this is the goofy-ass question. But even people have asked me, so I, I just... You know, and I know it's it's kind of funny that people here that Beth has met since you've moved, don't, they don't know she has a twin and she, you know, doesn't. She says, I have a sister. You say you have a sister. And then it, I, even when I'm there, I found it so ironic that people would say she's a twin. But um, because, I mean, I, you know, I guess y'all don't feel the need to say twin sister. But do you think that moving... Um, you know, and, and everybody who knows you and Beth know that there's this love-hate relationship. However, you're both, you both have each other's back no matter what, even when it comes to me. But do you think that the bond with you and Beth is still the same, even with you three hours away? I think it's better. You do? I mean, I think that subconsciously, Beth and I have always been a crutch for the other. And I think that when I moved away, more so me, I had to become my own person. But, you know, Beth, and this is going to sound, I don't know how to word this without it sounding one way, but Beth has always been bossy. She's always tried to control me. And I think, I, so that's always, I guess, for lack of better terms, been a crutch for her. And it's always been a crutch for me to just allow it. And when I moved here, and like, it's like, we know how to communicate better now. We don't judge each other. We don't 
is like we used to. I don't, she doesn't try to control me. I don't try to control her. Like we don't, we don't even really fight like we used to because we don't scream at each other like we used to. I just think we've, I mean, and maybe that's just us growing up, but I feel like when we were in the same city, we were always subconsciously dependent on one another. And when we separated, we kind of had to become our own person. And I think for Beth specifically, she's always wanted to be her own person. So that, I feel like that helped her like me more. And I know that sounds so stupid, but that's how no, I mean, as a mom, I mean, you know, I can say without giving the whole twin speech, but no, you're, you know, I mean, there was a time that Beth said, I hate you for having twins. And I was trying to explain to her, I can assure you it was not my choice. So you're right. I think that um, being her own self was something Beth always wanted um, more than, it was more important to her than it was to you growing up. Um, and, you know, in best defense of being bossy, I mean, you know, I mean, there was a time when I wouldn't win mother of the year and we've talked about that, you know, and, and, and sometimes Beth taking care of you took the slack off me and, you know, we were just one big happy dysfunctional threesome here, <laughs> you know, so, um, because I can even see where, you know, I depended on you when you were here, um, maybe even more than you depended on me. So, you know, that's been, that was hard to, to get, um, to get used to as well. So it's kind of interesting how you answered that question because it kind of made me think that, wow, I probably depended on you, um, more than I like to admit and, and not for, I mean, not just as a friend, you know, just as somebody I could call, somebody I could have dinner with when I was lonely, somebody I could, you know, do something when I was bored. And, you know, God knows you always kept me on my toes that when you were blackout Brooke, cause that definitely kept me on my toes. Um, you know, I slept in makeup there for a while because I'm who knew when I was going to have to go somewhere. But, um, so let's move on. Do you have any regrets? No. That's great. Maybe I wish I would have done that, it sooner. That's... But then again, I don't. Oh, do you? Maybe I don't. Because, I mean, then I wouldn't have met Matt, probably. And everything worked out just like it's supposed to. Interesting. I like that. No regrets. Um, so, what was your greatest challenge when you moved? So, everything we've talked about, and even if you repeat something, what would you say was your greatest challenge of the move? Of the move or since I've moved? Mm, since you've moved. Um, probably the greatest challenge of the move was just getting here in general. Once I was here, like, that was it. But the greatest challenge since I've moved would probably be losing my best friend. I think that's that's to this date in my life, I think that's the hardest thing that I've ever had to emotionally go through. And I don't feel like anything's a physical challenge for me, really, you know? So, so how are you dealing with that? If it's still a challenge, is, is it still a challenge? I mean, yes and no. I'm not, I don't know. I hate to say I'm not dealing with it. I am dealing with it ish, but you know, uh, no, I won't, I would, it's not, I think I'm finally starting to accept it more, 
but it's taken me essentially a year and and a little clarification on this because I do know the background but I didn't know you were going to answer this question that way this was a friend that you had before you moved so it's been years of being a friendship somebody that I was friends with for like 11 or 12 years prior to now and she was supposed to be my maid of honor in my wedding so yeah and but she also lives here so and she's my only friend she was my only friend here as far as like truthfully she really kind of was until but I think that was another thing that I'm starting to see is that like I really didn't like allow myself to care about other girls because she was my best friend So I that I, I've got so, friends like galore. It's really weird. So can you say this as I say sometimes everything happens for a reason? I mean, yeah, for sure. Good. Good. That I'm doesn't make me any less mad about uh, it. But yeah, I know it happens for a reason. Well, or mad or hurt. I mean I think I think mad and hurt are, you know. Maybe, maybe, or I mean, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but are you mad or are you hurt? I think I'm done being hurt. I'm just mad. Okay. Well, that under, that, you know, but let me encourage you not to carry that anger because that takes away from your positivity. So we might need to work on that anger. Um, I don't think I'm angry. I mean, I know that sounds like contradicting. I'm not angry at her. I'm just like... Maybe, maybe truthfully, I'm not angry either. Because honestly, this just—I think I'm bitter because to this day she's yet to look me in my eyes and tell me why she can't be my friend anymore. And so I think because there's been no closure, I'm gonna always have a little bitterness because I didn't deserve that. But I don't think I'm angry. But again, I will say that you—you you have to eventually release it and somehow find a way which is not easy at all but it might be something that we can talk about later on how to release that bitterness because it's not it's not a positive thing in your life and so I uh, think the only way to release bitterness bitterness without actual closure is to pray which I am daily and whenever God sees it fit for me to just let it go I'll probably wake up and be over it truly get that I truly get that so just moving on a few more questions before we go um and I know you have to go to work tonight and you're going to miss love after lockup I'm super so bummed about that happens. but don't you worry I'm recording it <laughs> I know honestly I'm starting to get annoyed because they're really dragging it out they really are and I held they on really, last really season but I'm over it now like come on but they have new people coming in July, so we have whole new, we have a whole new cast in July or August, I think. So um, that'll be exciting. So, um, so let me say, so chasing your dreams isn't always easy, but would you say it's worth it? Yes. I mean, for sure. Unless so, you know, the thing is, is I wouldn't even say I was chasing my dream, but I was chasing something better. And the thing is, is if you're truly not happy, oh, if you're like truly that. not happy, because my dream is not to bartend forever. 
you know. So I wouldn't even right. say I'm chasing my dream, but I'm chasing a better life. And yeah, it doesn't. I mean, the thing is, like, if you want to do something different, then yeah, it's worth it. All the struggles, because unless you turn, you give up and you turn around, then it's going to prove to be worth it. Okay, so really quick, do you think you were running for your problem from your problems, or do you think that you? were trying to make the next stop on your journey to leave those problems behind. I mean, I think I was looking for a better quality of life. I don't even think I had, like, problems there. The problems that I had there, I brought on myself. But, so I don't think it was that. It was just, like, I think that... And I think I needed a new start. I think, truthfully, coming to Nashville and starting over... I think that was the only way that I would be comfortable with not drinking. Like, I can say right now, like, it's really weird to talk to my friends from Memphis now. Like, just yesterday, I was talking to Morgan. And it's like, she forgets that I don't drink, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I just don't know that I would have ever really changed my life had I stayed where I was. I don't think I was running from anything. I was just looking for something better. And I don't think I would have ever been able to, like, be comfortable changing into who I truly am if I would have stayed there. I look, I agree with that. I do, I do. So that's interesting. Um, so, um, how much do you miss your mom? I mean, I miss my family. I, mean, I do miss you a lot. I never get to see you. But, that was. I mean, I really have become so happy with my life here that it's not, I don't miss my family, even my mom, to the point of like crying. You know, I'm not, I do miss, I miss having family And baby, that makes me And I hate missing out on family events or when I see that you and Beth, like, went to the pool or went shopping or whatever. I'm like, that sucks. I wish I was doing it. But, or, you know, and I miss, like, I do feel guilty sometimes because I'm not around for Ava. Because I feel like... But, but I mean, we could do a whole nother podcast on y'all's visit, I'm well, sure. Yeah. Well, she wants to be in your podcast anyway, so. Yeah, that maybe I'll talk to her about it. Yeah, so, um, so what would you tell someone who wanted to move but just hasn't been able to conquer their fears? What would your advice If be? you don't do it now, you'll never do it. So, even if they don't have a plan, just do well, it? Well, I mean... I wouldn't, it depends on how much of a not having plan they got, you know. I didn't have a plan when I got here, but I did have a roof over my head. Right, right. So, um, so finishing up, tell us what you would say has been the greatest thing that has happened to you since your move. Uh, well, I met Matt, that's why, obviously. <laughs> I, I knew that would be your, that's the only answer I knew. <laughs> I knew. And so for those who doesn't who don't know, Matt is her fiance. They will be getting married in the Dominican Republic October twenty-fifth. And I'm gonna be one happy um mother of the bride. Matt is awesome and I'm so so happy. That that would probably be my greatest thing. Um it's been very hard that Brooke has moved and I think my greatest thing besides how much she has changed and I've seen a new group, but I'm so happy that she's happy, and that does make it um, a lot easier. It really, really does. Um, so, um, before we go, is there um, 
is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to say? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Are you sure? We said I'm just kidding. Um, well, great. I so very much appreciate well, you being Well, this was fun. Guest. Thanks for having to- me. Well, I know you have to work tonight, and good luck, and hope you get big tips. I'm managing, um, thanks, so. Uh, well, yeah, so, well, anyway, well, I hope you have a good night, and I love you, and um, so, let's um, go ahead, we can take that offline, let's go ahead, and um, thank everybody for listening, thank you, and um, this truly has, this, yeah, this truly has been fun, um, and like I said, this was not rehearsed, so I hope you enjoyed um you know our question and answers i hope that anybody out there who wants to to make a move or to even if it isn't a move if they want to make a huge change in their journey i hope that that brooke has helped you um in in some of her answers that was my goal um so um put your playlist on shuffle if you want to contact me feel free to do so at jaminthejourney at gmail.com if you would like to talk to brooke um, seriously, I know she wouldn't mind. No, Brooke? I would love to hear from you. <laughs> if, yeah, so um, you can contact me at jamminthejourney at gmail.com and I will certainly put you in touch with her. If you have questions, if you're wanting to make a change and you just want to talk to somebody who's done it, I um, mean, you literally heard her say she moved there with $500 and just, you know, basically a broke some down friends. Heart, a I mean, yeah yeah it was pretty bad but look at you now i'm so proud so um anyway jamming the journey at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you um so be safe and remember no driving and texting and thank you so much for tuning in and love you too all right thanks everybody bye again